Welcome back to the Peanut Butter and Mountains podcast, episode number 62. If you are interested in becoming an outdoor creator, this is going to be the podcast for you. I'm going to be interviewing a OCA student, Outdoor Creator Academy student named Mike Vert, who literally in the last month has experienced a 786% growth rate on his Instagram account and is now starting to get inbounds from brands that are wanting to connect with him. So this is a super exciting episode and should be inspiring to people that might be on the fence to whether or not they think that they can actually do something similar, like be an outdoor creator and actually be able to quit their job. This is the path that Mike has been on and hearing some of the tips and tricks from him, I think is going to be extremely, extremely useful for you. If you're interested in joining the Outdoor Creator Academy, I'm gonna leave the link in the show note below and we would love to have you in there. One of the things that you'll hear in the podcast is we talk about this currently being a gold rush period for Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, as well as what's called user-generated content or UGC. So if this is something that you are serious about doing, you have to get on this extremely quickly because this will not last forever. And in fact, I've been seeing a little bit of decrease in a lot of reach as well as like brand partnerships within the last year. Now there's still a ton of it available, but I'm just kind of throwing that out there as a warning for people that might be really interested in that. So enough of that, let's get into the podcast. Okay, welcome back to the Peanut Butter and Mountains podcast. Today we have a very special guest. He is an outdoor climbing creator who only recently begun posting on Instagram and has experienced, get this, a 786% growth rate in the last about a month and a half. And so last winter, he contacted me saying he wanted to leave his guiding business and become a content creator, and that's exactly the path he's on. And so I suggested he take the Outdoor Creator Academy course, and guess what? He followed up and did just that. So today we're going to get his story about his own journey to becoming a content creator, as well as easy tips to follow for those who are currently unhappy in their job and would love to quit and become an outdoor creator themselves. So please welcome an outstanding Outdoor Creator Academy student, Mike Vert. How's it going today, Mike? Thanks, buddy. It's nice. Funny to hear an intro about yourself, but yeah, I'm doing well. Can't can't complain. I'm pretty happy with where I'm at right now and learning a lot. Yeah, perfect. Well, dude, it freaking shows. We'll tell you that. It will it definitely shows. So, I would love to hear a little bit about your background because even though he's a young lad, he's got a quite extensive background just in the outdoors. And then from that background, what was it that led you to wanting to explore becoming an outdoor creator and enrolling in in a course that would give you the skills that you were looking for i grew up in ontario like kitchener ontario and we did some car camping and stuff as a kid my parents weren't like super outdoorsy but my mom hikes like does day hikes a lot so got exposed to the outdoors that way but wasn't really into like any adventure sports I saw a snowboard movie that I was obsessed with when I was like eight (laughs) and I just was like hammering that. And then they got me a snowboard for Christmas. So for like two years when I was like eight, nine to 11, I was like super keen on snowboarding, but there's not many big mountains here. None of my friends did it. So I kind of fell out of that and then stopped snowboarding. 
that was like this weird little spike in my adventure sports life. And then I was just in high school. There wasn't many things that I enjoyed doing in my city that like gave me a lot of pleasure and gave me those intense experiences that I was obviously craving. So I was like, kind of had some unhealthy habits that arose from that because I just wanted to like experience things and like feel these intense feelings. So in grade eight, so I was probably like 12 or 13, my parents enrolled me in this eight day canoe expedition. It was actually, a, it was a really cool trip. It was like three days sea kayaking, three days hiking, three days canoeing. So I did that. Made some cool friends and I was like, whoa, like, I didn't even know you could do this. Like, you could camp out here and like be fully immersed in nature right. and just have that experience. So I did that and then back to the normal situation. Now I'm in high school, kind of, as I said, like getting into some more un unhealthy things. And then grade 10, I did a 21 day expedition with Outward Bound Canada, which is like an international organization. Did this canoe expedition like up North Ontario. It was so cool because you're just like fully immersed in nature. Like you have your little group of people and that's your community. And my guides, my guides during that trip were really cool people. And I was like, whoa, that's an awesome job. <laughs> like kind of like a mm -hmm. common thread in my life is like, I see people with cool jobs. I'm like, I want to do that. And then I figure out how to. So I did that. And then same thing, back to the normal scheduled programming back home. And I was grade 12, I finished high school a semester early. I was really close to going into the trades, like going into metal fabrication because we had a shop in our school. I was like, just like making things with my hands. Um, so it was so close. And then my parents enrolled me in another dog sledding trip in Algonquin Park, like an eight day trip as like a graduation gift, which kind of blew up in their face a little bit because like I went there and I was like, man, I forgot how much I love like being in nature and doing all this stuff. So, so on that trip, I was like, I'm not going to go into trades. I'm going to go into the outdoors. Like I'm going to try and pursue being outside. And, like, you can't. <laughs> so I come back from the dog sledding trip, like already, like I've already accepted college. I'm at a co-op that like has offered to pay for my college. So my parents are stoked, right? They're like, oh, sweet. Like, this kid who we thought was going to be a fuck up is like on track. And then I came back and I'm like, I'm not going to college. I'm going to work in the outdoors. And they're like, how are you going to do that? <laughs> like, you know, there's no money in the outdoors. And I was like, I'll figure it out. I don't know. <laughs> mm -hmm. What every parent likes to hear, right? So I did like do a lot of research and stuff on the back end of that trip. And I found a college program that trains you to be a guide like half guide training, half business training. It teaches you how to be safe and also be a professional in those environments, which even in my recreating life has helped me out a lot because I just look at things with a safety eye rather than like how much fun can we have, <laughs> which has kept me nice. safe, especially in climbing. I graduated in 2017 and then I was a raft guide that summer because it was super whitewater based. So that was a big part of my life for that year. So whitewater raft guide. Winter, I taught snowboarding in Ontario and I taught at the biggest hill in Ontario. And I was like, this is it. Then next summer, like I led a canoe expedition program at a camp. And then the next winter, I was about to work at the biggest ski hill in Ontario again. And then my buddy's like, yo, I got a job teaching snowboarding in Japan. And I was like, what? That sounds fucking awesome. Like that's on my bucket list. So I applied to that, got in there, taught snowboarding in Japan, came back and I was like, I need to move to the mountains. So I got a gig running via Ferrata stuff in Whistler. So I moved out there and that was like 
four years ago. And then I've been living in Whistler and like teaching snowboarding and then slowly building up my rock guiding and just it's so close to Squamish that I've just been climbing a shit ton for like yeah. four years. Yeah. So basically to bring me to now, um, the guiding industry is great and I really enjoy teaching people because like a demographic of people who want to participate in adventure sports are oftentimes like very humble people who like understand they have stuff to learn and they're out there to like challenge themselves which I love, like those are my type of people, right? Cause I'm the same, same inside. So I just wanted to facilitate more people. And like, one of the big things is the first time someone experiences something, whether it's hiking, climbing, snowboarding, whatever is super important because those first few days or first, first few experiences can either like deter you from it or get you motivated. Right. So I, I took a lot of I don't know, pride isn't the right word, but a lot of satisfaction knowing that like I can bring the energy and like tell them that it's okay to not be like perfect at things. And that's part of the process. And I've been talking with people for like years now about I'm like, man, if you really want to teach the most people, like the, the bandwidth of in-person teaching is just, it's super low, right? Like I can't, you can only teach like 10 people at a time. So if I'm, if I like record myself teaching these things and put it online, like more people can see it, but then your ego is like, oh, you don't want to be embarrassed by putting stuff online. Like, I don't know how to edit videos. I don't know how to shoot them. I don't know how to do all this stuff. Um, so yeah, you know, you just have all the excuses and I just continued to like use them. Wait, you, bro, you popped up on my Instagram and I was, so when you're guiding, you have to kind of work other jobs, right? Because you can't, it's really hard to fill your schedule with guiding. And I personally like doing some like other jobs and guiding because you can burn out. Um, so I'm landscaping and I'm just seeing you on my Instagram, like doing all these fun things and then being like, yo, you can do this too. Like I just quit my job or I just, you know, I'm making some income through this. And I was like, man, I, if I could do, if he could do that, I could definitely do that. Right. And then right. it's just like, okay, but what's the first step? And that's the big question that I think everyone hesitates at because it's like do i start by just like posting a video of me climbing do i start by just like posting a video of me doing x y and z like what's the formula everyone knows there's an algorithm it just it's paralysis by analysis right it's like there's so many ways i can go with this and there's only so much time i can use um and then you obviously talked about your course and i was like okay well if i take this course at least that'll give me some structure to how I can approach um, sharing like my energy and right. knowledge with people. So I took the course and I was kind of like halfway in, halfway out. Cause I mean, we chatted about it. I had so many expeditions lined up. Like right. I worked for like 33 days straight in July and I had enrolled in the course prior to that. But when I came out, so it gave me a lot of time to think cause I'm in the forest for like 30 days. Right. right? And it's like, you're not, I wasn't connected. I was disconnected, which was nice because it allowed me to like recalculate my orientation. And then when I got back, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to hammer this. And I never like did the like living in the car thing, which is kind of a rite of passage in climbing. But I was like, I can just like sleep in my car. And dude, like every day I just like sleep in my car. And then I'd go to, I was in Canmore, Alberta at the time, which has this awesome rec center that has like a climbing gym, a fitness center, a pool and like a cafe all in one. So I just like sleep in my car, 
wake up and go there and just like do the course and like work for like 12 hours straight. And then I go to the gym, go to the climbing gym, like go outside a little bit, go back, sleep in my car and then just like repeat that and repeat that and repeat mm. that. And then I went back to the coast cause it had some contracts lined up, but like just day things. And then I just did the same yeah. thing at a university, man. I just poached those little offices they have in the library. And I just like, they were open from 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. So I just like wake up, do a run, go in there and just like get to work. And then just like bang my head into the wall and just fail at like an accelerated rate. Cause I knew you just have to like mm-hmm. do it poorly a lot. Like, like the sports we do, right? You just have to do it poorly a lot to be able to do it well. So. That's what I did for like the last month and a half. And now it's like shit has traction. And if you go back on my Instagram, like you'll see the, the like shittily rendered videos of me with like without energy and the pacing's yeah. off and stuff. But like the action of posting stuff was a big thing for me. Like I just need to be able to post it and then move on to the next one. Cause I, the amount of friends I have were like, yeah, I'm editing videos right now. Like I got to get a big catalog and like I want that before I put it out and I want it to be perfect. And I was like, once I get past that, then I can just make iterations. And Mr. B said this. He's like, first 100 videos are going to suck. I was like, okay, I can make 100 videos. And I'm just, the faster you make the 100 videos, the faster you get to the part where you don't suck. So that's what I'm doing. But honestly, like you help me out a lot because like, unless you see it, you can't, you don't know, right? I don't have anyone in my life who makes content and makes money from it like the way you do. So it was so sweet seeing you do it. And then you're like, Hey, I made a blueprint to do what I do. And I was like, okay, like this is possible. He's got the blueprint. Obviously everyone does their own way, but the course just allowed me to like have structure. And then like, once I hit the ground, I had like momentum behind. Me. So I appreciate right. you building that. Cause I know it's a lot of work, man. There it is. Yeah, it, yes, it was. But, but here in, here in this, like from you, it, it makes it definitely all worth it. Now, you know, one of the things about Mike, though, too, is that you are very comfortable receiving feedback. In our Facebook group, Mike would post his videos, his first few videos, and ask for feedback. Mm-hmm. He literally would just put himself out there. He'd post the video, say, hey, what? This was like your first couple videos. Hey, what could I do to make this better? People in the group would comment on it. I would comment on it. And he would take the advice. And then all of a sudden, his next videos look completely different mm-hmm. every single time. How much experience did you have with video or just like social media in general prior to when you started posting and taking the course a few months ago? Dude, like none, pretty much. I mean, you can scroll back on my Instagram. Me and my brother did this like two days ago because we're like, okay, we got to like make sure there's no skeletons in the yeah. closet. <laughs> but- <laughs> yeah, now that you're... <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. I've done that. Yeah. I've deleted my Twitter. <laughs> I was like, oh, that ain't good. That yeah. ain't a good place. Yeah, yeah. But we did a deep dive on that. And you can do it like, I mean, I snowboarded and taught snowboarding like full time for like four or five years. And everyone in that community is like, it's hard to, we were talking about this, to like pull out your camera because that stops you from snowboarding. But you get like a few yeah. clips. And then at the end of the year, you're like, oh, I should probably chop this together. And it's just this like rickety old edit, like hip hop music behind it. And it's like, with like a filter over top. So that was like my extent of my social media stuff. And, yeah. you know, it takes a lot of time to like get 
proficient at editing videos, right? So, and then you need the software. Like I had to, I'm paying a little bit for software each month, but it's honestly just failing a lot, right? It's like, you just, I just sucked at it so bad. <laughs> like, but then like you making a shitty video, you just, I just tried to like think of it representing like that's me getting closer to making a not shitty video. It's not like, oh, I don't know how to make videos. So love this. Yeah. Love this. It's like you have to pay you have to pay your shitty video tax in a way. Yeah. Well, Mr. Beast is the best one in the game and making videos. And like he says multiple times in so many interviews, it's like the first hundred videos are gonna suck. And I was like, okay, I'm just gonna make a hundred videos. I'm going to okay. try and make them good. I was like, I'm going to try and make them good, but I don't even know what the process is to do that. So I have to make it shitty. And then just like, yeah. like, and he said, the other thing he said that was cool was like, just tweak like one little thing on each one. That's what I've been doing. Just yeah. like stacking, stacking bricks, stacking bricks. And now it's like, everyone sees the, the bridge I built. Yeah. They didn't realize like, it just takes a little while, but I'm nowhere close to where I want to be. And my videos can get so much better still. So it's not like, yeah. I'm like the one to look at and be like, he has the best videos. It's like, look at the people who are successful. Yeah. And then that's, yeah. that's who you should follow. I'm just like learning how to swim as well. Right. Well, I, lo I love what you say, man. I mean, I, that, that is probably the most important mindset to have as a creator is you need to fail. You need to fail fast. And you just need to know that you have this crappy video tax that you need to pay in yeah. order to get to where you want to be. And a lot of people aren't willing to pay that tax or they're only willing to pay a very small percentage of that tax before they completely say, this isn't for me. I don't want to do this anymore. Right. Yeah. And so, and, but not only that, I mean, with social media, you, you only, you not only have to create good videos, right. But you also need to understand the algorithm and how these yeah. different platforms work and the languages that they use so how has that journey been for you from like how did you what was your understanding of these platforms you know prior to learning about it and how do you feel like your understanding is is now yeah so i was definitely like i would be a consumer of instagram and my close friends are joking now because like i would delete instagram for like months and then i get back on it it's like it's so much it just it knows you so well that it was so much fun to be on. It's like perfect memes for me, like climbing content, snowboarding content. It's like, I can do that shit all day, right? So it was like as a consumer, but then on the back end, as you said, it's like knowing kind of what strings to pull and what to spend time on. It's hard to, it's hard to understand. I mean, the course just allowed me, a lot of it's just like, what do you spend time on, right? Like, say you have four hours to make a video, like, what are you going to spend time on and focus? So there's kind of two, two or three main aspects the course gave me. One of them was like how to set up your profile, like with the bio and the highlights and the whatever, mm -hmm. same across platforms. So the course was really good to just like give you a foundation of like what, like where you're going to send stuff out from. And then it also taught like what you should focus on in the content and what I liked about your stuff is it wasn't like a doctrine where it's like, you must do it this way. Like you were super like, this is where it's at now. Like it could change. This is how I do it. And I think that's refreshing because I don't trust people when they say like, oh, this is the only way to do it. It's like, you must do it this way. I'm like, 
especially with social media, like my sister, she's like, she was in this world for a while and she was like, people make it different ways. Like you gotta make sure you're authentic. Like my content's all pretty much educational right now. And your content is a lot of like inspiration, some of it and education. So you have a bit of a mix mm -hmm. and everyone does it a little different, but the course just allowed me to like know what to spend time on. And like, rather than completely guessing, it's like, okay, well, the guy who's doing this said that I should be focusing on this at least a little bit. So now I have like a reason to spend my time in a certain way. It's like, I'm not going down wormholes. And then when you go online, the issue with like learning about this stuff through YouTube is like, everyone has a product to sell on top of like their information, right? Whereas with yours, it's like you pay for a course, you already have the money, right? So it's like, it's, you're incentivized to make that course the best it can be. And there's no like cells in right. the middle. So it's like, now I have all these videos where right. I don't have to worry about the middle of the video, you like shouting out your affiliate. And I know I'm just gonna like 10 minutes, like I'm about to learn about thumbnails. 10 minutes, I'm about to learn about bios. And it's not gonna be like, go to this website and make this. So it's cool. Like it's scary buying a course. I think I've said this before, like it's scary buying your course. I'm like, I don't know if this guy's legit or it's some like shitty it's like a snowboard edit that i made it's like crappy stuff i love that i love that analogy the snowboard edit analogy man i i literally just posted a a reel that it was like that guy from oh you probably saw it on my story but it was the guy from freaking some comedy show but he sits down to watch a tv he turns the tv on and it was like the the top says like me looking to review my stick snowboarding footage that i got all day and it was like classic, yeah, classic yeah. GoPro straight down at the board. Like yeah. he just like goes and grabs a TV and throws, checks it out. Yeah, like man. bro, so true, bro. Yeah, yeah, no, but that's that's good to hear, dude. Yeah, so it sounds like you know it gave you kind of the autonomy to to figure things out for yourself, knowing that platforms are going to be constantly changing, which is kind of why I I try to do it conceptually with this yeah. like here's the things you need to to recognize but also recognize that i'm not going to have the answers in this video because it's probably going to change in the next couple weeks and, yeah. and and that's why i try to make different like algorithm updates when there's like significant things that i'm seeing but as you can tiktok's changed so much from the last two years and what's interesting too is like your stuff on instagram crushing yeah absolutely crushing like mike had Let's see, Mike, you had, I saw one just yesterday. I think it had 120,000, 120,000 views on it. Yeah. And this is Mike at, and Mike posted this when he was at probably 3,000, 2,000 followers at the time, right? So that's like. No, it's like 1,200, I think. 1,200 1, followers. Yeah, so it's yeah, like yeah. whatever X ROI that is, right? Yeah, dude. But I think you've posted that or like even similar videos on TikTok. And it's like they get a 0.01% view rate. And it's the same with me too, dude. And so like where I've actually found TikTok to be right now is looking at other creators. I think what they're doing well is I almost think of TikTok as Instagram stories now. Yeah. Yeah. That's I think what I'm of like, realizing. right. It, it almost like my, like if I post like kind of an, almost an Instagram, something I would post on my Instagram story, not a reel. Those seem to do a little bit better right now. But mm. if you come at it with a, a hook, a CTA, all that, it's almost like people are like burnt out of that on, on TikTok or for whatever reason. Yeah. But on Instagram, you know, crushing. What do you think? 
Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, one of the cool things that you recommended doing the course that I was like bitter about doing was like just go on each platform for four hours and like yeah. this isn't like you consuming it. This is you like taking notes and realizing like how these platforms being a work. producer. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which is fun. Like now that I'm into this video editing, like I can't watch a TV show without being like, oh, the lighting and the pacing and the you know, I'm just like constantly like full instructor mode. Like, I don't know if they should have done it that way or like this is Whoop. working, whatever. So it's like the same yeah, thing when I'm yeah, teaching yeah. snowboarding where I'm like, when I see people, yeah. I'm like, oh, that person could bend their knee differently. Like all that stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but TikTok, I don't know, man. It's a little bit of a black box for me still. I don't know if like my, I got to figure out how my mission translates into that form of content because I'm not trying to give like, um, kind of like shorter form. I mean, it's obviously short form, it's 90 seconds, but like just little like hot takes on things or like, oh, this is happening in my life right now. Like I want to make sure I'm bringing value with every video. Like that's kind of what I've been trying to do. And TikTok seems to be more of like narrating your life while you're like just videotaping. And it's, that's, Maybe it's just like posting where it's like a muscle that I haven't used that much, but something about just pulling it up and be like, oh, I'm headed to the gym now. Like, what do you guys do before you go to the gym? Like, that's kind of what TikTok I seems know. to be for me. And I don't know how I integrate that into my content, but give it a year. I'm just doubling down on Instagram right now because it's like, mm -hmm. that's going to be my portfolio moving forward. And that's where it's working. That's what I do is working on there. So. TikTok will be yeah. something I cross post to. And then eventually maybe I'll be like, okay, I have a foundation on yep. Instagram. Now let's explore over here. But if I spread myself too thin, then I don't get um, the accelerated growth that I'm looking for. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What about you? What do you think? No, like, how do you, do you make, cause you cross post, like your stuff is pretty good for like both right. platforms. Cause it kind of tags a little bit of both. I, I think right now, like, just like you're saying, I'm more so like what I used to do previously was create videos and find trends in TikTok, create mm. the TikTok, post it on TikTok, download it and post it to Instagram. I'm now yeah. doing the opposite. I'm now creating or I'm finding trends or reels or inspiration on Instagram, creating it in Instagram because I believe that there's a little more. I've, I've found like if I do a couple, even just a couple small edits, even if I, I edit externally somewhere else, pull it into Instagram. I make a couple edits in Instagram app. Seems those seem to do a little bit better. Yeah. And so what I'm doing is honestly doing it that way now. Mm. And then posting it to ins or YouTube Shorts and TikTok. YouTube Shorts is still doing decent for yeah. me right now. And you can get paid on them, which is really cool. Nice. Not a yeah. lot. If you get but... you have you have you have the thousand followers or subscribers. So you yeah, but and that should be easy for you to get with the shorts. I I believe like yeah, you think because so? When I first when I first monetized YouTube, dude, it took me forever to get to a thousand subs, and that was just mm. it was only long form. There was no short. There was nothing short form. But with the advent of short form, dude, people are starting to to really hit that threshold quite quickly. With, yeah, with monetization. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's good to know. Yeah. The tough thing is like, um, I gotta take off this sweater one sec. Yeah. Tough thing is my videos, like a lot of them are 90 seconds. Then I got to chop it down to 60 and 
by the time I that's post, annoying. I'm like, what's next? You know, I don't even want to. Yeah, but I thing think with that's YouTube something like, I can do where it's like the return on in, the return on investment on like making sure it's formatted to all. Because the, the hard part is taking the video and editing it. And then it's like, if I just chop a bit off. So I should definitely yeah. be doing that because I already have the content. It's like, just doesn't fit in YouTube. So I keep walking, but that's still an avenue. Yeah. Maybe, maybe do like a part one you know, put part oh, one in, in text or something, right? And then follow That's for part idea. two, you know, some, yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, so, why didn't I think of that? That's so smart. <laughs> Hell yeah, hey, bro. But see, this is, this is why I like talking to Mike. Mike is, you're a very motivated creator, man. Like I haven't came across someone like you for a while and it's good to chop it up with you because we both kind of hit things back and forth with with ideas because sometimes you'll say something and i'll be like oh, that is a good idea or i didn't think about that or i'm even watching some of your videos and i'm like with the pattern interrupts that you do mm. i'm like dude i need to start integrating more of that because you almost do a pattern interrupt like every freaking second man i'm like yeah. well, no wonder it takes so long to edit your videos it's so long. but they're so good man like they they keep me engaged and so what do you think like what's the specific strategy or tip that you could maybe give someone listening to this that is on social media, like that has been, you know, valuable for you in mm. growing your Instagram or editing your videos. Yeah. Part of me wants to like get into the editing part, like how I edit videos. And like, I want to front load it by saying like, I'm not a professional all right. It's like two weeks ago, literally two weeks ago, I had like, 700 followers or something like that dude right. two literally i want people to to listen to that he literally two weeks ago was at 700 followers and i checked it this morning and he's at 5,000. well dang it i just had him up he's at 5,354 followers that's a lot you're halfway to 10k which like 10k i feel like is kind of that milestone especially for brands when they see a k next to your followers they're yeah. like oh this dude's legit, right? right? But anyway, sorry to riff on that. But yeah. But yeah, it's important to friend load it with that because like, I don't want to be like, this is how you should do social media because I'm still learning. Like if you guys have any criticism or like comments on how I can do better, like let me know because I'm sure there's so many boxes I'm not ticking. Um, yeah. So instead of getting into the editing thing, I would just say, like, don't be afraid to post stuff, man. Like I have friends who are great musicians, great climbers, great snowboarders. Like the world wants to see you doing that. Like there's no, there's no downside to you sharing like what you're passionate about and what you do well with other people. It's just like, I think it's just a lot of like worrying about how you're going to be perceived that holds people back from sharing stuff. Cause I know amazing people who have amazing thoughts and amazing activities that they have like just built up in their library. And I'm like, man, just get it out there. One of the reasons I like posting and this is even prior is like, I get inspired by my friends. Like when you're climbing in the Grand Tetons and you post a video, I'm like, man, I got to go to the Grand Tetons. <laughs> that shit looks awesome. It was like, yeah. you can also contribute to like people being inspired. And that's, that's a part of life, right? It's like, you need to see someone doing a cool thing. So it's like, share it that would be my advice to people it's like just start doing it and also don't be afraid to 
just suck. Like the amount of times I'd go out and like I max out on storage and I like blew a video because of that, or like my mic wasn't connected. So I have to refilm the whole totally. thing or like my lighting was messed up or this was messed up. It's like, just don't let that deter you. It's like when, sh when stuff doesn't go right, it's like, cool. I won't do that ever again. <laughs> that's, that's my advice. Like post stuff, videotape yourself and then just keep making it better each time. Cause like, you know, after a few months, it's like all of a sudden your stuff is actually fun to watch. Like it's going to suck at first. Go back on my Instagram. You'll see they, they're not that good. <laughs> yeah. And that was, about that. I love it, dude. I love it, dude. And, and like you said, your videos from not even just a couple weeks. I mean, like I said, I remember when you asked for feedback in the group and like, it was a pretty good video, but like that was only two weeks ago, three weeks ago. <laughs> your videos from then to now are just like a hundred percent different. And it's just because yeah. you kept iterating, redoing yeah. it. Like, you know, it's interesting because version two or V2 of anything is always usually better. I've, I've been recording this webinar and how you said, you know, man, you know, the audio doesn't get picked up, the lights or whatever, right? So I was recording this webinar in chunks and like it was an hour webinar and the, la the latter 30 minutes I go to edit it, no audio. My mouth's moving, Ugh. no audio. Yeah, and I And I just sat there for... It probably took me a good hour and a half. I just sat sulking. I was just, there's got to be a way to find it. Couldn't figure it out. And I'm like, I go for a walk. And like the whole time in my walk, I'm like, okay, I'm going to make this better. I'm going to make this second version better now. Yeah, dude. That's what I'm going to do. That's what this is going to give me. And so I went there, crushed the second version. Just nice. crushed it. So now it was actually better than the first 30 minutes, which yeah. is kind of funny. I should probably do do the, the first 30 minutes again. But it's like, yeah, looking for for those things. And I love what you said too about you have all of these friends that are, and I would bet, I have this all the time. I have friends that are way better than me. Yeah. Running, climbing, snowboarding, right? And one of the things I say in the course is you don't have to be the best. A lot of people yeah. think that they have to be the best person at this stuff. But if you look at a lot of really popular backpacking influencers, hiking influencers, they aren't doing very high level stuff. They're just able to relate very well. Totally. And and they're they're good with video and stuff and it's like you know, how many of those friends do you feel like you have that are that are better than you at X Y and Z and if they just posted yeah, about it, like they said that they wanted to do, how many of them do you think could be just rock stars? Dude, so many. I mean, so many, right? Yeah. But I think the other thing with outdoors people is like, we don't want to pull out our phone, right? So that was a, that was a hurdle that I'll probably still need to get over because a lot of my content has been filmed in here, like in my house. Um, but yeah, pulling out your phone is just like, but then like the season's over, talking about snowboarding and you're just like, where are the videos of the cool things, right? Like you want to see that and we consume like all of these inspirational videos. So I think it'll be worth, worth like videotaping a bit more in while I'm doing the things, but to bring it back to what you're saying, I watched that video three times in the course. That was like, you don't have to be the best. Cause I'm like, this is important. And just because I know it doesn't mean I don't need to hear it like repeated to me multiple times because like, I mean, you tweeted it or put it on your threads the other day where it's like, perfection is the, what was the quote? Perfection is the something, something about perfection is the enemy of progress. Yeah. Perfection yeah. is the enemy of progress. And we chopped it up like. I I did a few consultation calls with Chad like 
as I move through the journey because I'm like, I can't ask, you know, my parents how to be a better content creator. <laughs> so I'm like, I need to ask someone who's successful with it. So I like invested a bit of time and money into like hearing and getting some feedback. And one of the things that we kind of back and forth did was like, just don't try, like you can't be perfect, right? The amount of people were like, oh, I just got to like tighten up this video before I post it. It's like, well, how many videos have you posted? It's like, none. It's like, okay, well, yeah. if you post one, then you have like one more than zero. And then like, you just stack on that. But it's like, you can't be, you're not going to be perfect. And yeah, there's just so many people that I think could just be sharing more and inspiring more people and like educating, especially my world is like guiding. It's like, dude, the way you teach how to tie a bowline, like there's a guy I follow from Australia, this like old cat who just teaches knots. And I was like, he shared a couple of videos. I'm like, this is awesome. Like now I'm going to be so much more efficient at all these things I do all the time. So it's like, if you guys just share this awesome knowledge you have, like there's no downside. And as I said, the bandwidth for teaching is insane. Like it's like close to 200 thousand people who've watched my videos now mm -hmm. insane mm -hmm. like and then you watch that one that i have like one hundred twenty thousand views on it's like they do a little if you're in the profile they show how much time people have spent watching your video and it's like 870 hours for a 90 second video right like multiplied Dude. across one hundred twenty thousand. i'm like you know how long it would take for me to teach <laughs> people so it's like you get to inspire right. and like you're spreading good knowledge in the world there's no downside to it other than the like 10 hours it takes you to grind out making that footage but dude it's worth it like you're making the world a better place so if someone's watched this like dude just post stuff man it's gonna suck and then you're gonna yeah. change the world that's the way i look at it ah oh that gives me the chills man yeah instead of one to one or one to a few that you do yeah. with guiding, right? You're now one to exponential many, yeah. right? However long the algorithm pushes it. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Just un untapped leverage that you can do there. Yeah. And one one more thing to riff off of this this one, and we'll move on to the next question. I have, my roommate is really good. You, you talked about people that are really good with music. Yeah. And when he first moved in. He was playing guitar and singing. And I stopped him and I said, dude, I said, it would be a shame if you do not start playing live shows or, or mm. don't post this to Instagram. I said, it would be, it would be wasted potential totally. if you don't do this. Yeah. yeah. And I was dead, dead serious. And so now it's interesting seeing him kind of, he's in that first step phase where he's kind of like putting his foot in a little bit, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Where he he will post a little bit, you know, and he's went to these open mic nights to check them out and stuff. And I'm seeing like it kind of start building. And so I'm going to keep on him, right? Because I think it's super important because if Justin Bieber's video didn't go viral, you know, I always think about that. He would, mm. there would be no Justin Bieber. And That's so thought, we're right? just in this, yeah, we're just in this really exciting time. So yeah, I appreciate you bringing that up. And those are super, super good points. Now you, my said, question you said you, you had a question for me. Yeah, yeah dude. Um, same thing. Like I only know little patches of your journey to like how you created stuff. Like my really brief understanding of how you got into creating things is like you did some hike and then you were posting videos, the John Muir trail, I think. And then that got some traction, like 
accidentally, it sounds like. I don't know if it was intentional. Mm-hmm. And then you double, like you went a bit harder into it. And obviously now you're, yeah. this is your job, which is cool. And it's pretty inspiring. But I'm curious, like, like how your mindset has shifted from like, I'm just going to post stories to like, holy shit, I can like start doing this for real. Yeah, good question. Okay, so for my, me, my journey, and I think a lot of outdoor creators or a lot of people in the outdoors might have this feeling, but I had this feeling that what I was doing in the outdoors was unique. Mm. And why I say that is because when I would go back to my nine to five, I would tell people about my weekends and yeah. they'd just be blown the frick away. And I'm thinking this is like actually pretty normal, but they were blown away. They're just like, oh my gosh, you know, and all this type of stuff. Yeah. And I always had this feeling in the back of my mind. I thought, I said, if I could just document what I did, I think people would be interested in it. As you've alluded Mm -hmm. to many times, documenting is the hardest part of it because the last thing you want to do when you're in the middle of something is pull out your phone or pull out your camera and start recording. But yeah. And And so I realized that this was a discipline that was keeping a lot of people out of doing it in the first place. So I think like right there, the fact that I was willing to do that, I could, I could propel myself above these people that might be better than me with X, Y, and Z, but they just don't want to record. They don't want to do it. Yeah. So I went on this trip in 2019. This is my first section hike. It was a hundred miles in in, on the PCT, I just wanted to see if I liked through hiking and stuff. Did you go from the south? I went from, uh, I did it in Oregon. So it was from, okay. it was just 100 miles in Oregon. Nice. And throughout that time, I was basically recording. You can still see this on my profile too. I was recording Instagram stories on my journey. Right. But almost kind of like as a YouTube video. But I would like check in and I would be like, this is what we did. And I would... Mm set up my phone and walk past it. I didn't make any YouTube video off of it. I literally was just uploading them to my story, dude. Really? So you didn't even make a post like 24 hours and that was gone. Yeah. 24 hours. And I would, so, but it's in my highlights. So you could go all the way back to my highlights. You could see these vintage videos. (laughs) And, and so through that process, I, you know, I was posting them and people started commenting and sending me DMs and they were like, oh my God, I love following this journey. This is so cool. Blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. And that was my first, I think you need these indications. Like somebody that's not your mom telling you that, that yeah, yeah. this is really cool, right? Because mom's yeah. going to say everything's cool. Thank you, mom. You know, totally. great moms yeah. out there. And that's what, you know, that's an, that's an awesome mom, right? But you can't always trust that opinion, right? Because it's like, you know, sometimes it's like, ah, maybe it's not the best. So when I was getting that, external approval. I was like, okay, I can do something with this. So what did I do? I actually went into blogging. This was in 2019. Yeah. This is when blogging, I felt like was still kind of up there and there still wasn't that much social media track or short form vertical traction yet. So I started doing this blogging. I got on with the track, which is like a big backpacking, all this and ended up, I was like, oh my God, like they were like, hey, we're going to sign you on. You can write blog articles for us and you can create videos and post them on our YouTube. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to get so many followers from this. So many. I mean, it's going to be insane the amount of people that, because exp- they're like, oh, you're going to get so much exposure and this and that. 
Oh, they hyped you up, eh? They were like, Oh, they friggin' hyped it up. And so I made these videos and I wrote these blog posts and I got like three followers from, you know, nothing. I mean, absolutely garbage. It was so stupid. And so at that time I realized, okay, I need to start posting on my own personal site. Right. Mm. So I dumped blogging. I got rid of that and I started making YouTube videos. And so I made YouTube videos and then I started listening to Tea with Gary V. This was during now. And my brother's like, you got to listen to this podcast. I think you'd really like it. And so what Gary V did for me. Oh my gosh. Dude, honestly, I have a DM from him that's hanging on my wall right here. He said, Chad, keep building. That's why I sign off all my emails and newsletters as keep building. Because he saw a post once and he said, Chad, keep building. And we had a couple exchanges. The ghost Comes of Gary circle, Vee right? looking over you. I love that. Man, I love that you printed dude, it out and put it on your wall. It's right on my wall. I'm looking at it right now. And, you know, and so I credit Gary Vee with being the one that got me into the mindset of being someone or of being able to cr- have a hobby, but monetize that hobby. Because this oh. whole time people were calling in and they had these same questions that you and I have been talking about. And they were in that first step. A lot of them were mostly in that first step of things. And one of the things he talked about was how big TikTok was going to be. He was really bullish on TikTok. This was early 2020, where everybody still thought TikTok was young women dancing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Just like how YouTube used to be a cat videos, right? And so yeah. I, and I trusted him. Like, yeah. Sorry, go on. And one of the things he said, and this is what I put into the academy, was he's like, this is untapped real estate. This Mm. is like a gold rush. If you get in on this soon, very quickly, you will be able to make a career out of this. So that's what I did. I doubled down on TikTok and posted several videos. Like I said, I went on the JMT and, and I probably posted for six months. Nothing happened really. Went on the JMT, came back, went on this backpacking trip randomly with this girl and didn't have a very good time with the girl, but ended up filming that video, a video that I posted. Yeah. And I remember I posted it at like 6.15 a.m. And by an hour later, I had 10K views and it was just rolling and rolling and rolling. And I'm like, oh my God, this is it. So yeah. off of that, I got thousands of followers and nice. you know, I think it was a hundred and some thousand viewed video. And that's what took it off. And so really my TikTok got built first. And then in 21, I realized Instagram came out with reels and I realized, oh, this is the same shit. They're going to prioritize video. So I just went Mm. full into reels when nobody else was. And that's what ended up being the, the incredible growth that I found. So long answer to your question, but it, you know, it just, it's all these serendipitous moments, but it's also taking advantage of opportunities when you see them and not letting yeah. them pass. Cause like, as you said, man, like people have all this potential and if they, but if they don't believe in themselves, they don't take the opportunity. It's never going to happen. So yeah. And then eventually started working with brands, quit my job and here I freaking am, man. Here I yeah. freaking am. And yeah. I, and like, like I said, I love watching you as you're in your growth right now and like how exciting that is you know and yeah has there has there been any aha moments for you where things have just clicked or you're starting to see things click at all yeah yeah i don't know i mean it's just a lot of mindset shifting right like 
when you're surrounded by people who don't know about this world and then also like it's just every all your friends and people around you just want you to see see you be successful right so they like know how they've seen people be successful and i'm like you know i'm sacrificing a lot of things and opportunities right now to prioritize this like i'm just very sing like pretty singularly focused right now so it's just a lot of like I'm just not listening to as many people now, you know, I'm just like, well, like you don't, you don't know about this world. Everyone's like, oh yeah, I heard, you know, the time you post is important. And like, they're just giving their like two cents. And I'm like, this is like you telling me about the guiding industry, right? It's like, I don't, I don't want to take advice from people who aren't successful in it. Um, but to bring it back to, it, it's like, I don't, when it's like everyone should be posting, I don't know if everyone should be posting, but it's like, if is it your ego that's stopping you from posting right like are you worried about people looking at you a certain way is that what's stopping you because like i have a friend who's a musician right now shout out to diggy soul and like i've been trying to gas him up to post stuff because i'm like dude he went to school for jazz he like plays music so well he does these cool loops and he's been like sending me some videos he's gonna get it going soon but i'm like i think it was uh erica badu who said like once you make art, like that's not yours anymore. You know what I mean? It's like, that's, that belongs to like the people, right? It's like, that's, you have to let it free. Like if you just hold on to it, then that's selfish. Right. So mm. pretty funny to say when like the videos I make are like grainy and shitty audio or whatever, but it's like, I just, I see it as that. I'm like, okay, this is like, this is where I'm at now. This is where I'm at now. Like, this is now yours. Like these, this knowledge isn't mine either. I'm just like, packaging it and putting it out there in a way that people can absorb it so i'm trying to like trying to have an artist lens on it too where it's like i'm building something creative that other people can learn from and that's that's kind of the aha moment now and it's adding value like i'm just trying to make sure that my videos like people walk away from it right now it's like with knowledge but in the future it'll definitely be inspiration too like I think it's important to highlight and i haven't talked about this in videos yet but that like i didn't come from a place where adventure sports was a thing you know like i didn't rock climb as a kid like my parents don't do mm -hmm. snowboarding like they don't ski or snowboard at all and like mm -hmm. even if you were that person you can still get out there and get after it like it's so much fun and if you're someone who likes you're is drawn to that like there's ways to do it. it's hard but I just want to be able to like inspire and educate people. What I've been doing in my work, why I'm drawn to guiding, why I don't didn't get into trades, but now it's like I just have this awesome avenue to do it. So that's that's been the aha moment, and it's not really real until you know people start following and liking it and encouraging. So yeah, it's just like having a kind of a self belief was a big thing for me. It's like I just have to like know that. Like as long as I fail like a hundred times, it's not about like the making money thing for me as much as like teaching. Like if I could teach a lot more people in a way that didn't make as much money, that would be okay too. But like this, it just happens to correlate, you know, it's as you're saying, it's like you happen to love these things and you can also make money from it, which means you can do more things you love. Right. Right. So it's no like, brainer. yeah, it spirals okay. upwards, but the prerequisite is just grinding for a while and I'm still in the grinding phase. Like I'm still in the phase where like, I'm kind of like, I'm figuring it out. Like I'm not, I wouldn't look up to me and look up to Chad. I'd get his course, 
is like he's been in it a lot longer and then you know maybe in two years i might have some handle on like the tiktok algorithm and stuff but right now it's like i just found what's working for me and your course has been the thing that like got me to here so i appreciate it man well yeah no we we definitely appreciate you dude i mean you have been outstanding in this so far and and one of the things too that i wanted to touch on real quick was the fact that you actually someone had seen your videos that you posted right mm. and yeah. contacted you i think you kind of you knew him before right but someone yeah. had seen your videos contacted you about them and now i think you just sent them a contract tell me tell me a little bit yeah. about tell me a little bit about this process yeah I probably shouldn't go too much into details for it just in case like things change in the future around that. But yeah, basically like, and I chatted with my sister about this because as I said, she's like a freelance person. And once you shift from like employee into like, okay, now you have a valuable skill. It's not so much the hourly wage anymore. It's more like, what can you give this person with your skills, right? Um, So once you have these skills, like I now know how to like, take a video and like my kind of semi-professional studio setup. Like I've invested in mics and this kind of thing. And then I also know how to edit really well. I know how to package it so that it's on social media and people it like are drawn to it. I know how to post it. And like, there's so many different skills that you actually build up by like being in this, that all of a sudden a brand, even if they're like, this is a really good brand that has a lot of customers. They're like, we need more customers. We know social media works, but we don't know anything about it. I'm like, okay, I know how to do all of these things. And like, that's worth a lot of money. That's not worth a lot of money, $20 an hour is like, my knowledge is part of that. It's like being a skilled, like auto mechanic, right? It's like, this is about what I can do for you. Not about how much time it takes me to do it because you can't. So, so I've, I valued myself pretty high just because I know in six months, like and right now, my time is better spent like making content for my stuff that like accelerates my value to whatever people I work with in the future. So I think this will be funny to look at in like a year for both of us, like wherever we end up. Oh, 100%. Like, we yeah. got to do, yeah. We got to do a year check-in with Mike. Oh my gosh. I'm fun, so man. stoked for this. Yeah. I'm so stoked yeah. for this. Yeah, but you're yeah, right, man. Cool. Like. You've built, you've invested in the, you invested in learning skills and now, Mm -hmm. and that is the perfect word for it. You invested because you invested money into learning skills. You learn the skills and now look, now you're, now you're able to monetize the skills that you just learned. That's what Alex Ramosi always says. Like you need to be, instead of investing in the S and P 500, do the S and me 500, right? Like invest in invest in yourself and that's what you totally did man and you know one other thing that he he talks about too is like how thinking about your audience that you're getting that you're building right now they're leads they're basically leads Mm -hmm. for you in a way right they chose to hit the follow button and and follow you for your content and so in a way they are potential future leads in case you want to work with somebody, you know, brands that might be following you or people that maybe you come out with your own type of course at some point, right? Like, so all these people are going to be like potential leads. And one thing that he always thought about 
at first was like how silly it was to create a video, spend so long creating a video, right? Yeah. And you post it and it's pretty much gone within the Instagram algorithm in a few weeks or something, right? But he's yeah. like, no, I had to shift my mindset into like, I'm getting, I'm getting a free audience from this basically, right? Like organically, yeah. I'm building this t- to become leads. And, and that's why he's been so successful with his books and his everything that he's got. And yeah, he's a, yeah. he's a really good person that everybody I think should follow if you're interested in this. Totally. Yeah. I haven't dabbled like into the, uh, I'm kind of unique where like, I haven't like harnessed the monetization part yet, but I think I just needed to establish like my skills and then one cool way of conceptualizing it that I heard recently that like I resonated with was think about it like a magazine, right? It's like, if you're reading a magazine, you're like getting value, getting value. There's a commercial there, like a little bit of information. And then you're like, oh, I don't care that this is in here because I'm getting so much out of this magazine, right? And the products that we chatted about this, like the products you're going to choose and I'm going to choose to promote are like, we know they work, right? And that seems to be like, even people who are super successful, like I have a friend that I was chatting with, who's like crushing TikTok. And I was just like, partnerships, like walk me through it. Like what should and shouldn't I do? I'm really big on what I shouldn't do because <laughs> I'd rather like knowing how to press the gas harder is good, but like knowing that your foot's off the brake is way more important in my opinion. So I was like, what mm-hmm. shouldn't I do? And she's like, don't partner with companies that don't align with your values or mission. So I'm like, kind of establishing that and then that'll be how i like move forward so that my audience knows that like like if i recommend a certain brand to buy your climbing gear from like i know it's a good brand i'm not going to like partner with people that that don't like aren't looking in the same direction as me or are trying to make the best product they can so that's that's kind of how i'm conceptualizing it because it gets a little ethical once you get into the monetizing but isn't that cool the magazine analogy i love that analogy bro cool right i love that and because because gary v's got the jab jab or it's jab 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 right hook so it's like you yeah. know if you're boxing you you use the jabs to set it up and then you boom you hit him with like a right hook but i freaking love the magazine that's such a good point man and because yeah and especially like how you're saying it like when you're a very credible source even the stuff that you're promoting still has value to people now yeah. because they're like maybe they've been wondering what is the best xyz to use in this situation all of a sudden you come out pop out hey this is the one i trust boom easy solution for them problem to their problem right and so yeah yeah, totally like i already use this product so i'll just like reach out to the brand like hey you want me to tell people i use (laughs) yeah no kidding (laughs) seriously and that could be how it is sometimes yeah it'll be exciting man i'm stoked couple questions here and then we'll 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 shut this down but this has been absolutely awesome to to hear where you're at in the process and the mindset and like you said i cannot wait to look on this six months a year later and and see where you're at dude i mean i it's it's just been quite exciting for me to see as well what are your what is your goal for the next year speaking on yeah so I'm going to try like follower count. I would, I would love to get it like 50,000. Um, but really it's just like create as much valuable content as I can. Um, I do have like goals as far as like, I want to contribute a certain amount of money as well to like guiding companies. I know that do well in my industry, like that take kids like I was and take them out for expeditions. Cause I just know that's a super formative time. 
So it'll be nice. Like I want to harness whatever leverage I get from social media into that industry as well. Um, one of the super exciting things is like I was at, so Outward Bound Canada, just shout out to Outward Bound in general. Have you heard of these people? I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're big. They're big in the U.S. too. Hey. So they run expeditions for primarily youth. There is some adult programs, but like I was at their Toronto office second week of September, like running some facilitating some ropes courses for kids. And I was talking to the guy and he's like, man, like we're not getting enough kids signed up for these courses. Like we're dropping courses. And I'm like, dude, if, if you were able to get like what this course is in front of 16 year olds, if you're like, Hey, you can go on a 32 day whitewater expedition, in Northern Ontario, and it's going to be super hardcore and awesome. And you're going to grow so much in like a short period of time. You're going to make awesome friends, you're going to learn skills. Like, dude, if you just got that in front of more people, those courses would fill up. And then all those kids lives are yeah, changed. And like, I don't, yeah, so I'm I'm stoked to be able to like help companies like that just get that in right. front of people and like get more people in the outdoors. Like you can tell by how I'm talking about it, like that's exciting. So that's that's one of the things I see in the future. And then also, you know, make this full time, like share my my love of things with people and just keep doing that, man. Oh. Oh, what about I can't you, wait man? what's what's your year plan? I'm curious. You know, this year was mostly focused on my business. So I did a lot of adventuring, Mm -hmm. but, you know, I didn't, my longest through hike was like five days. So it's like nothing, you know, did a lot of, did a lot of 14ers and all that. But I think, so next year, dude, honestly, what my thing that I want to do, do you know who Jimmy Chin is? (laughs) Yeah. Every dude, every time I'm taking a video, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm coming for you, Jimmy Chin. (laughs) Dude, totally, bro. Totally. Yeah. I want to yeah. be Jimmy Chin. I legitimately oh, want to yeah. be Jimmy Chin. That is my guy. I want to be I want to be hired to film expeditions for people. Mm. So I can go on the expedition. I want to be able to document it for them. And whether or not I'm in the documentary, I don't really care. I'll be in it maybe just a little bit, yeah. right? But I just want to film them doing cool shit, right? Yeah. And so I want to be able to, yeah, get into that. And I want to get a podcast sponsor. I think that would be awesome. I want to keep growing a podcast, keep growing my YouTube. I think those are the two big things that I really want to do in 2024. But we're possibly planning Denali. And oh, shit. Let's go, and I man. I want to do the long trail. Yep. Yeah. So got that Make stuff going, man. So I'll do a big documentary on that, you know. And, yeah, yeah. You know, now that I've been learning the Sony cameras and all that, and it's been fun. So... Yeah, just keep growing the business. But honestly, I just want to get to a point where I don't have to worry about money. You yeah. know, I don't have to worry about money. Buy a house, probably do some real estate stuff. That's like my longer term goals. And then just totally. do passion projects, whatever I want to do. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Five year plan for me is definitely buying a house. Like five years from now, I'd like to buy a house. Mm-hmm. And the trajectory was on, that was like not an option. But now it's like, yeah. okay, well, like maybe if I punch the right buttons and just keep trying to learn, like there's obviously, there's yeah. no seal industry, right? Whereas like I was going to get into secondary school teaching for private schools, long story, but I'm like, man, they get capped. Like you hit a cap, you know, even if you're a principal, like you're hitting you a hit ceiling. A on- yes. And I want like, I want the harder I work, the more I get paid. And also like 
the more it's cool because if we do it right, like the more we inspire people and educate people, the more we get paid. So it's like mm -hmm. the better you make the world, the more resources you get is the way I'm seeing it. But dude, Jimmy Chin, there's an awesome interview. I don't know if you've watched this, but it's an interview with him. And like, I think it's another National Geographic photographer. He's an older fella. I don't know his name, but it was talking about his like origin story. Have you seen this, this uh, interview? I Possibly. When he's talking about like learning, yeah. he got hired to like be the, the videographer, photographer for this National Geographic expedition, but he didn't know how to use a ca the camera. It's like on the flight in, he's like reading the manual to like how to use the camera. Cause he had no clue. He just like by, by this like crazy wandering path, like ended up there shooting this expedition for National Geographic. And like, I think it's a good analogy where it's like, you don't have to know everything. Just like, just I'm try just and get in that. a place where like people can see your stuff and the opportunity is easier now because there's always an opportunity to show your content, right? There's always an opportunity to show people. You don't have to book at a farmer's market and like go put your pictures up and like wait and hope people like right. talk about you. Like there's a, there's a city hall that's always running and it's on your phone that everyone's always checking out on. So make it happen. Yeah. Jimmy yes, Chin's the man though. is the enemy of yeah, perfection is the enemy of progress. When, when you brought that up, that's exactly the analogy that I thought too as well. Yeah. It's freaking man, dude. Yeah. But Jimmy Chen is sick. Like his life's so cool. He used to be like surfing, so cool. climbing. Like, yeah, he's he's got it made. And he was a dirtbag for like seven years, right? It's like you don't have to, yeah. you don't probably don't want to be a dirtbag in your 40s. That's not, it's not a good look. Right. <laughs> so, right. So, yeah. Yeah, you it's can like, do grow it, dude. Up. <laughs> I can totally see it. I had a guy, a girl who wrote for National Geographic that I guided once and like they're normal people. Like you just have to normalize that you don't have to have superpowers to achieve things. You just have to set. Oh, I goal. love that, dude. Normalize yeah. that you don't need superpowers. That's a great quote. Well, awesome, yeah. dude. Well, so I guess my last question and then we'll make sure people can get a follow for you. We'll get some of your Instagram handles and all that at the end here. But what advice would you give to someone that might be on the fence to enrolling in the academy? What would you what advice would you give them to maybe get over that hump? Yeah. Um That's a that's a big question. Cause it totally depends on the person, but if I had to give blanket advice, I'd be like, really analyze, um, what you're doing with the time and money that you would spend on the course. And if that's going to make, get you closer to your future that you like, then spend your time and money doing that. But like, um, the investment, like monetarily, everyone has different situations, but the investment like money wise and time wise to the potential return on income is like, it's so, so large, right? It's like, there's no, as I said, there's no ceiling in the industry. Um, yeah. And like, you can prepare, you can try and do it yourself. And like, you're going to just watch a bunch of YouTube videos and get kind of confused. And it's just nice to have a structure. Like there's a reason why you can learn quicker when you're in like, formalized education systems it's because they have a process they've built for you that knows they're going to output a certain outcome so it's like you can do it yourself it's just going to take a lot longer probably and 
you just avoid a lot of mistakes because you've made a lot of mistakes and then you talk about them, right? It's like, you gotta learn, you learn from other people's mistakes, it just accelerates your learning so much faster. So I would say if you're thinking about making content and like you wanna, sh you have something cool you wanna share with the world, like really think about what you have to lose by doing it because yeah. you're probably like yeah. scrolling on Instagram anyway, you're probably spending money going out to eat to so just save a bit of money spend your time like learning how you can share your talents with the world that's that's what i would tell someone who's like oh, i'm thinking about taking this course and also chad's a legit guy like i'm so worried about taking courses online when i've had like friends be like i'm taking this how to build a website course online and they teach you how to do this and they give you a market like a pricing structure i'm like you got played man but like this is a legit course it's like when you uh buy a car it's like you don't actually know if it's going to be good or not and then you drive it for a year. So it's like, I took Chad's course. It's actually good. <laughs> like, look at, look at what I did from it. Well, thanks, dude. No, I appreciate that, man. Yeah. Invest in the S and me 500, baby. Yeah. The, it's I, a I love one, what right? you say about, yeah. I mean, just what you say about the fact that there is no cap. And that was why I quit my job in the first place, because yeah. I was pretty much capped. Didn't matter how good I was or what I did. I was capped at earning that, but the more skills that I learn and the more work that I do, I saw my income increase being a creator. And I'm like, oh, well, that's way better ROI. Like I, yeah. as somebody that likes to build stuff, I like to see a return on my investment. And that's, that's, that's exactly what I was getting with that. So yeah. Dude. Yeah. Like if you like working hard and you want to be right. rewarded for it and this, that's yeah. what's motivating <laughs> exactly. me. It's like, I work my ass off in every job and then it's like, if you work really hard. Maybe you'll get right. like a $3 promotion this year. And then next year you'll right. make like $30 an hour instead of 27. It's like, dude, I just worked for yeah. like 700 hours refining the yeah. skill to make you money. And they're like, now you get $3 more. And I was like, and some people want that, right? Some people like when you clock out, you don't have to think about the job. Like, I don't want to put my dreams on someone else. Like maybe that's, that's what they want to do. And like, they're in a better place than they were. But for me, I was like, I want to work hard and like, exponentially grow what I can build from that and social media right now at this point in time is like every year you wait it gets that's one year that you didn't spend towards it right so it's like I thought about going starting a YouTube channel like 10 years ago everyone thought about it right oh. everyone's thought about or gonna start a YouTube channel it's like thinking about it doesn't doesn't actually like contribute right so you gotta make sure you actually start it's 20% preparation 80% perspiration so it's like yeah. you gotta just do the work well, but if you want a solid dude, foundation the course is the game man dude and man if you would have done youtube 10 years ago you you would have that that was kind of the gold rush of youtube right because i yeah. i believe right now we're in that gold rush of tiktok youtube shorts and instagram reels whereas if people get in now <laughs> and they instead of doing it three years from now they're in a way better position and it's the yeah. same with, you know, if, if somebody did that 10 years ago with YouTube, sometimes you you scroll on, I will scroll on YouTube and I'll come across this channel and they have 30,000 subs or something. And I'm like, man, this isn't even really that good a concept. I'm yeah, like, how do they have so many subs? It's because they got in early. That's why. Yeah. You, you yeah. Know. It's like, I mean, have you read Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell? No, but it's on my list, man. You got to read that book. Actually, it would even relate 
I'm hyping up your course a lot, but it relates to your course because it's basically saying like it it does a case study on lots of successful people. So like Steve Jobs, um, Bill Gates, um, I forget who else, but like lots of lots of very highly highly successful people and they basically walked them through their life and they're like okay so like say you have two people right this guy works hard and he has a good work ethic and he's smart this guy also works hard good work ethic and he's smart but the environment that this person was in and the people they talked to and like the opportunities they had allowed them to be like you know steve jobs yeah. this guy was good at computers too he just grew up in missouri on a farm or whatever no no diss at missouri <laughs> but like but like he grew up in somewhere where he didn't have access to the resources. So like he was, he had a different path. Right. So it's like courses like this and like people that have been successful, if you are exposed to them, then you can just accelerate where you could be. Cause you could be working. Like I worked really hard landscaping. I worked really hard guiding. And like, it, if people do that, they get to a certain place. Whereas like, if you work really hard in social media, I mean, look around, like, you know, that what happens when you crush it in social media for five years like it's not yeah. a three dollar raise yeah man it's it's like the leverage it's just the lever that you have for leverage is, is just a lot higher because you're right i mean like you can like i worked probably a lot harder in construction with my dad than i did right you know physically than i am right yeah. now and a lot more hours but for a lot less money and so yeah when I realized that, that, yeah, you can still work hard. You could be disciplined and all that. But if you're using it, if you're using that towards the wrong place mm -hmm. it, it rather versus a different place that has more leverage, you can kind of skyrocket if that's something that you want to do. But people, you know, maybe they don't want to do that. So, but yeah, dude, how can people catch up with you? Where can they follow you? You at where they like I said, he's at like 5,300 people right now. You know, my, maybe yeah. by the time this comes up, he's probably going to have more. Where can they follow you? Yeah. See your progress. Um, my Instagram is at MikeVert underscore, and that's like on TikTok as well. But I would say if you guys, if I was going to give a call to action, like try and get you guys to do something, it would just be to like go out and have fun doing some kind of adventure sport, whether it's climbing or snowboarding or hiking, like enjoy the outdoors, enjoy moving your body. And then if you want, you can follow me, but do the, love do the have fun part first. <laughs> Thank you for listening, everybody. And if you feel like this deserves a five-star rating on Spotify, I would super appreciate if you could leave that rating or even just share this with somebody that you might, or even just share this with somebody that might find it useful. Thanks a lot, everybody. And we'll see you for the next episode.